Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. gentlemen boys and girls from around the world gather around it's time for another exciting episode of thriller coin talk that's right today is february 28 2021 and we are talking bitcoin in march that's right this is our highly anticipated bitcoin episode of the month uh, this is the one that everybody subscribes to this is the one that everybody listens to this is our popular episode this is <laughs> this is the one that everybody just loves um this is the one that everybody uh, listens to. Uh, they love it. They can't get enough of it. And I can see why. We we pack so much into this episode. We really do. Like, we, we jam so much information into this episode that if you just listen to this episode once monthly, you would be caught up with everything Bitcoin. It's a, it's a damn good free meal. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, today we are talking Bitcoin in March and quite frankly, we have been looking forward to this since about mid January. Why? Because this is the time where Carr has said, that's right, that we were going to reach 75 K. So it's time to put up or shut up when it comes to my stupid prediction that I've been saying for the past two and a half months. Right. And it's funny because you have other people in the space now talking about 75K possibly being a thing now as we get into March. Huh? huh, huh? Yeah. Turns out <laughs> it turns out, you know, like I always say, we are usually early on information in the Bitcoin and crypto space. It's just that we rather give it to you early. Quite frankly, I'd rather have the information out there for you all to know about it. And then you decide on what's going to happen. You know, you can take the information or you can't take the information, right? But it's out there. It's given to you, right? I'm not withholding it. So today we're going to discuss Bitcoin in March. Let's go ahead and do that now. Let's get into a trading shot chart. <laughs> what is going on? Javier, what are you doing, man? Seriously? Just a small town girl. All right, we'll roll with it, man. It's not about believing. She took the midnight train Okay, so we're diving into this trading shot chart, and we are clearly, clearly, clearly 
just coming away from a bearish cross that happened, right? Bitcoin dipped. <laughs> Bitcoin dipped pretty good. And quite frankly, if you if you didn't sell, that's okay. We we go through these, you know, 20% drops and then this happens in a bull market and quite frankly, you know, a couple people were tweeting at me or DMing me or telegramming me asking, is this the end of the run? No, no, it's not. And and, and I understand you you might get scared. But this is normal in a bull run. This is normal. 20% drop is nothing, right? And so what this does is this gives us a nice little run up. So once we just come out of this bearish cross, what we're going to see now is a lot of people buying the dip. And that's what it's occurring now with a 46K run here. And this is going to push us right where we need to be. And quite frankly, not a lot of people are seeing this right now, but we're going to be right at 75K here before the end of March. And it's funny because Trading Shot actually ha has it happen happening a lot sooner than <laughs> than I would than I would expect. He actually has it hitting 70k here like on the 20th. And we're going to I'm going to dive into all the catalysts and the key takeaways here later in, in the segment. If we look at Bitcoin market health, Bitcoin's hash rate has hit a new all-time high with over 160 million terahashes. And while it has since dropped slightly, Bitcoin keeps on rising. And miners seemingly bet more on mining equipment when this happens and added more hash rate to the network. This is bullish as hell, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it really is. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And then if you just look at the stock to flow ratio, we should be at 66K, you know, 69K roughly in March. So we're right there. We're right there. I think we're gonna hit 75K by the end of the month. Worst, I mean, worst case scenario, we hit 75K by mid-April, right? And I'm gonna give you all the catalysts that you need here in key takeaways, right? So there's no, there's no believing <laughs> when it comes to 75K. So Javier, I don't know why you're playing this because <laughs> it's not about believing. Bitcoin is inevitable, and so is 75K in March, quite frankly. So before we get into key takeaways, actually, you know what? There was so much bullish news this month in February that we actually blew past the stock to flow ratio. Like that chart, we just blew right past it. And we exceeded all expectations when we hit 58K. Um, we got so close to 60K, it was just crazy how far the Bitcoin market just soared, right? Um, we're very close to eclipsing silver. <laughs> We're very close to eclipsing silver's market cap, uh, quite frankly. So I really want to dive into 
what we should be keeping in mind for March because uh, the key takeaways, um, they're kind of depressing. <laughs> you know, they're, they're kind of depressing. Um, but as you know, with Bitcoin, the more depressing everything is in the world, uh, Bitcoin tends to go up, right? Uh, that's, that's the hard truth, unfortunately. But let's, let's get into stuff that you should keep in mind for the month because this is, this is the good stuff. Let's do that now. What's going on? Okay, we'll just roll with it, man. I don't know what's going on with you in eighties night. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, he's throwing me off today with his his music selection. Uh, so, MicroStrategy continues to build its war chest for the end of the decade. As you know, they had their conference this month, and so many of those corporations are going to be signing on here in the third and fourth quarter into Bitcoin and allocating that to their treasury, right? Um, they have also completed another offering of convertible notes. That's 1.05 billion. And they're going to use that net proceeds for more Bitcoin. <laughs> they're bullish, man. And and I and we actually go in depth this month into what they're really doing. I really think they're building a war chest for the end of the decade. And uh, Michael Saylor is really, 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 really intelligent and shouldn't be underestimated. And I have a feeling most of these tech companies are doing just that. Um, the world's first settled Bitcoin ETS got off to an explosive start here in Canada. That's right. The Purpose and Evolve ETF both launched on February 18th and 470 million in assets under management or 10,000 Bitcoin. It broke records. All sorts of trading, 165 million worth of shares on its first day, 80 million in its first hour. The second Canadian Bitcoin ETF, Evolve, launched shortly after Purpose. It did pretty good. It raised 421 million in just two days. And of course, Purpose Invest now holds over 10,000 Bitcoin in just after a week. Um, and these are all spot or actual Bitcoin. So whenever an investor purchases its shares, right, they actually hold Bitcoin. That's pretty awesome. We also have ARCA accredited investor Bitcoin Trust. They're going to be taking minimum investments of 25,000. So they're going to be competing with Grayscale now. And um, don't worry, Grayscale <laughs> still owns 3% or, you know, of the total 121 million of Bitcoin out there. So, yeah, uh, but ARCA has raised 100,000 100, and they're not doing too bad. And they just had their first sale on February 16th. So way to go, ARCA. They're going to be competing in, in that sector. Uh, we also have Robinhood added 6 million new crypto users in 2021. And Dubai private equity firm says they will invest 4.8 billion of Bitcoin in Miami. That's pretty awesome. And then we also have Coinbase preparing to go public in the coming weeks. If that happens in March, well, you know what that means. Bada bing, Bitcoin going tremendously up. I have a feeling it's probably going to launch here in April, but still bullish for Bitcoin in the whole sector. And that's just a few things to keep in mind this month.
And I should also make a correction here. So when I said that it holds Bitcoin, I meant that when the purpose Bitcoin ETF that holds spot or actual Bitcoin whenever an investor purchases its shares, not the actual investor. So just want to clear that up that the ETF holds actual Bitcoin. Okay, now let's get into what we've all been waiting for, and that's key takeaways. These are the catalysts for us reaching 75K Bitcoin this month. And quite frankly, there is talk of something really exciting here that not a lot of people are talking about. That I think we are definitely breaking some, some news on. And quite frankly, I'm surprised that no one else is talking about this in the crypto space because um, it should be all over the place. But I'm pretty sure as soon as I report this right now, it'll start showing up later this week. (laughs) So uh, I'm hoping uh, people are listening so they can start reporting this super cycle that we're entering. Okay, let's do it. Let's jump into key takeaways. So probably the biggest uh, bullish thing that I saw today when doing all this research for Bitcoin in March was this commodity super cycle that will hit its peak here by 2045. I'm surprised this isn't being reported all over the crypto space and Bitcoin space. Um, that that includes digital commodities, not just regular commodities, you know, that, that we see here, right? So Goldman Sachs actually released this in January and they're predicting a new commodity super cycle. And I'll put the chart here in the show notes. So make sure you sign up with our newsletter to see this. But it clearly shows that we've hit the bottom of this trough and quite frankly we are going to see more rising wages leading to faster commodity price positive home formation more synchronized social policies akin to those of the 1960s so basically they believe this cycle has stronger parallels to the 70s more than the 2000s and goldman actually expects industrial capex to run at 2000 levels while social rebuilding generates to 70s style consumer boom Right. And we must not forget the digital commodities like Bitcoin and Ethereum, because those are both considered commodities by the CFTC. And this makes total sense with what we see going on in Bitcoin and why it's taking off. And no one is looking at this commodity super cycle that will hit its peak by 2045. And this falls in line with everything that we're seeing rolling out with the Fed, right? Because we know President Biden is about to roll out $1.9 trillion of additional spending measures. That's gonna happen here in mid-March. There's your catalyst for 75K Bitcoin, right? And they're focused on infrastructure, climate change, education, digital transformation, healthcare, you know, right? They're all taking these measures that could, you know, could be worth 9% of the US GDP. And this recovery 
from this pandemic and they're all they're all trying to emphasize this renewable industrial revolution and this social need right and we know where this is all going right this is all going to china right and this is one of the things that i did personally with my own 401k that i manage here for um my job right i looked i looked at that today and lo and behold my emerging markets fund is going through the roof <laughs> and then i look at my u.s fund not so much so what did i do allocated more into my emerging markets fund that happens to have a lot of chinese securities in it it's no wonder blackrock is 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 investing into chinese securities they're going they're going out of this world right they're up like 30 percent um, and this is all because Biden has already returned the U.S. to the Paris climate change, right? The Paris Agreement and the energy policy is going green and China is committed to carbon neutrality by 2060. This is all because commodities are going to be peaking here in, by 2045. And it's, it's astonishing that no one is paying attention to this. And I'll put, I'll put the link in the show notes. I'll put all this in the show notes. This is actually coming from information by the American Institute of Economic Research, which is, man, such killer research, right? All, all I'm doing is just reporting it for y'all. But if you look more into this, you can clearly see that the Fed is planning to buy 80 billion of US Treasury bonds and 40 billion of agency mortgage-backed securities every month because inflation has been running persistently below 2%, right? And, and Powell has said, that they don't they, they have not adopted a formula and we're not going to adopt a formula we're going to preserve an element of judgment <laughs> whatever that means right and then you have the treasury secretary janet yellen saying that misuse of cryptocurrencies and she's arguing for illicit financing what is she talking about right when the fed is going down for three hours it's 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 illogical immoral and quite frankly she's doing a disservice to her country and that's not even get started with the treasury yields that occurred right it's they're all taking us for fools that's what they're doing If you're not stacking satoshis on a weekly basis at this point you know i i don't know what to tell you um it's it's just a no-brainer and literally the ultra rich are buying bitcoin right everybody who has money in the world is buying bitcoin but the fed is telling us not to buy it they're telling us to hold the dollar why do you think they're doing that they're playing us for fools ladies and gentlemen you ask how do we get to 75k bitcoin the Fed this month is how we get to 75k Bitcoin. They're the catalyst. Their mistakes are how we get to 75k Bitcoin this month. That's all you need to know. Let's get into Coin Talk. That's right. Let's do it. It is time.
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Coin Talk, my favorite part of the day. That's right. Um, just got a couple things. Uh, we are going to be covering South by Southwest this year. As you know, it's still COVID season here in Austin, and uh, it's been uh, COVID season all over the world. Um, and so uh, they're doing South by Southwest online kind of a thing. So we got our press pass. So we'll be covering it uh, just like we covered MicroStrategies conference. Um, and uh, so we got our press pass. So we'll be covering it March 16th through the 20th. So everything that is crypto, Bitcoin, fintech, uh, anything that's bullish that's coming out of South by that you need to know to stay ahead of your uh, investments. We'll be sure to uh, share it here first on the premium channel. Um, yeah, we just want to make sure that we get you all the information that's coming out of there. Um, most of the time, uh, we'll go out there like when it was an actual conference where you would go out there. It was a lot of fun and there were actually some good stuff. But um, I'm not sure. It's looking pretty thin this year. So hopefully they start adding some late um, sessions. Uh, I know I know last year... Um, they added a lot of late ones, so they might add some late crypto ones, you know, as Bitcoin rises here in March. So we'll definitely cover everything that we can. Um, yeah, and I think that's all I got. All right, let's get into our disclaimer. That's right. We have to roll our disclaimer. We got a new Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, and she's a real, you know, she hates crypto and she hates Bitcoin. I don't know why. She's an old buzzard. <laughs> she, she should be happy that we have a new decentralized currency that will outlive her, right? You would think, but no, she hates it. She hates it so much that she wants to see it die. Why, Janet Ellen? Why? Can't you just let us have it? Just let us have something that we love? Roll the disclaimer. Remember, Killer's podcast is not good financial advice. He cannot have a future, even if he does care. He is just some dude, trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. Yeah, so today in Coin Talk, we're going to be talking about Polkadot, right? We're going to be talking about Bitcoin. And um, I think we'll go down the market cap. Let's uh, let's let's start off. Let's start off with 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 Bitcoin really quickly, because I want people to, to realize something here really quickly. And then I'll, I'll move off of Bitcoin because I talk about Bitcoin way too much. And I, I realize that. But honestly, it's 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 so good. It's so good, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's so good. And investing it in Bitcoin. That's right, Dave Ramsey. So we have silver right and this is why i, I want to bring this up there's a specific reason the market cap for silver is 1.4 trillion when we hit 75k bitcoin we're, we're going to be well past that ladies and gentlemen this is why i'm bringing it up because you're going to need to know this stuff right and that's all you're going to hear that's all you're going to hear when we hit 75k bitcoin that's all you're going to hear all over the space we surpass silver's market cap right so check this out. When we got to February 21st, when we got to 57K, we were over $1 trillion for a Bitcoin market cap. We were, yeah, over $1 trillion 
on February 21st. Crazy. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. This is serious business. Institutional investors won't even look at Bitcoin until it reaches a trillion. Right? This is this is all they're talking about. This is all they were talking about in that MicroStrategy conference. And we covered it all this month. If you want to go back, you can actually look at our coverage that we did on it. We took all the best stuff and we covered it. But you can even go to MicroStrategy's website and they have all the all the stuff you have to sift through and go there. And some really bullish, really bullish information on there. Um, highly recommend checking that out. I just wanted to bring that up really quickly because I feel like that's just information you should know about what's going on in the Bitcoin space. Um, so yeah, just really important information. Right now, Bitcoin's at 46K. We're going to run up, ladies and gentlemen. This is not... Just keep stacking sats and, and, and don't even worry when you hear when you hear people making fun of you because it's just it's just it's just dumb. Right. They just don't know any better. And they're just going to have to have fun being poor. And, and, and in reality, that's just what's going to happen. They're, they're not taking care of their financial well-being. They're just not right. They're holding the dollar that's depreciating at 20% every year, right? They're leaving money in the bank when they should take that 20% and throw it in Bitcoin. And that's what they're doing. Let them laugh at you. Let them make fun of you because you're allocating into Bitcoin every month or every few days or every day or every week. And it doesn't even, it doesn't even take much, right? You can buy 2000 Satoshis for a dollar, right? On the square, on the square app. Or you can use Swan Bitcoin or whatever, whatever your exchange of choice is, right? Gemini, Bitcoin, whichever, whichever one you want to use. But a thousand, two thousand Satoshis for a dollar right now. When we get to 75K Bitcoin, it's going to go much lower. When we get to 100K Bitcoin, much lower. By the end of the year, we'll probably be at like 150 Satoshis or even like probably 800 or even 500 Satoshis per dollar. Like it's going to be nuts. 500 Satoshis for a dollar. Right. And then here in the very near future, we reach parity where it's a dollar per Satoshi. It's game over. Right. What do you think Jack Mahler is doing out there working with Visa? He's building the next bridge for layer two scalability on Bitcoin. Right. Lightning. It's game over at that point. Everybody's taking Satoshis. Would you rather have a Satoshi or a dollar? It's a no-brainer. Of course you'd rather have a Satoshi. Everybody's want to be paid in Satoshis. Why, why, would you, why would you want a dollar that depreciates? By that time, it's probably going to be 40% a year. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Get your Satoshis now while you still can. It's a no-brainer. No-brainer. Quit buying Dogecoin. So dumb. First possible thing to invest in, you're going to lose your butt. You're not going to be a millionaire in Bitcoin. Oh, shut up, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Who wants to be a millionaire anyway? Or I'd be a Satoshi millionaire. Okay. So I'm looking at Polkadot now. So we actually just did a Thriller Insider behind the code on Polkadot. It was a beast of a project. We actually did a Thriller Insight protocol uh, maybe about a year ago. Gosh, it's, it's far more, <laughs> far more advanced than I remember and has scaled up really fast. 
Um, now we're going to talk about what I think about its price projection and, um, you know, some of the reasons um, I, I probably wouldn't invest in it. Right. Okay. So this is just my opinion. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling you to buy it or not to buy it. This is just my opinion. This is just what we do in this segment. We speculate a lot. We talk about currencies and we, we talk about these crypto projects and this is just what I think, right? Um, okay. So what I think about Polkadot is after doing all the research, man, like this is a behemoth of a project, you know, when Vitalik created Ethereum in 2015, um, he definitely set he definitely set the bar really high. Fucking Gavin Wood made that bar even higher with what he's trying to do with uh, with Polkadot, and we don't know if he's going to reach that bar. And that this is going to be a multi year thing, right? So th- there there is going to be major problems and hiccups along the way, and they've already had those, right? One of the biggest things I see. Clearly, clearly with Polkadot is a security aspect to it. So go back and listen to that episode. I really go in depth with it. But some of the security issues that they've already have are, are some of the blaring issues. And yes, it was a parody wallet. And yes, that was that was a long time ago. And yes, they were still an upcoming project. And I understand that. But still, people are investing a lot of money. Still, right? I mean, it is what it is on paper. I understand you were you were a small project at that time. I understand you didn't yet have a uh, you know a, a personnel of people to to look at the code. Yes, I understand you're humans. Yes, I understand that people make mistakes. I understand all that. But at the end of the day, you're worth billions, <laughs> right? There's a, there's a sense of responsibility there, right? So that to me is the red herring when it comes to Polkadot is the security aspect of it. Um, That, and then also the governance to it. So these individual parachains, they have to come up with their own governance for their security token, or if they decide to use a token. Um, the, the, The governance actually just dictates on the relay chain. So one of the things that I thought that was kind of fascinating, but at the same time, it's kind of like it makes sense. But at the same time, it it, it doesn't make sense. But at the same time, I get it because he doesn't want to dictate what each project wants to do when they create their own parachain. It makes sense, but it's kind of like, hmm, that, that was another thing that was kind of weird. So th- those two things, but mainly the security aspect of it. Now, if we go to Polkadot, just if we're looking at it, just to speculate, right? Will it go up from $33? Absolutely. In a bull market, it's going to go up. Should you have gotten in early? Yeah, of course so. It was $5 back in December. Was it going to go up in this bull run? 100% it's going to go up. It has a lot of people backing it, like Polychain Capital, like Pantera Capital. It has a lot of things going for it, right? Um, you have Gavin Wood. The, the the co-founder of Ethereum, right? The, 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 the creator of Solidity. There's a lot of things going for it. It has a lot of hype behind it. Um, there, there is just so much going for it, right? They're, they're, they're calling it an ETH killer, even though it's not even that. <laughs> it's not even close to being an ETH killer because it's doing something completely different. And actually, they're even working hand in hand. They're utilizing the same kind of code, right? 
So Ethereum 2 is not even out yet. They barely have the beacon chain out. <laughs> and so how can you how can you be an ETH killer <laughs> if you're trying to build a bridge? <laughs> Just look at Moonbeam. Anyways, um, I could go on. But what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of FUD around this project. Uh, and, and that's good. That shows that people see it as a threat. In the crypto space and in the Bitcoin space, when there's a lot of FUD around a project, that shows that people see it as a threat. So what other projects do? They put FUD out there and they write articles out there and they pay journalists and they pay all these other smaller publications to generate FUD about a project and get it out there in the open. They play dirty, man. This is how these projects play. I've been in the space for a long time. I understand it. I've seen it firsthand in conferences. This is how they play. So yes, there's going to be FUD about a project that's really popular. So what do I think? I think... I think personally, will it go up in this bull run? Absolutely. Will I be investing in it? No, I won't. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until afterwards. I want to see what this looks like in the bear market. I want to see them build much longer. I'm I'm I I looked at it right now. Kusama actually looks more <laughs> interesting to me than Polkadot, right? Because it, it's doing things that Polkadot wished it could do, and that's break things really fast. And that's what Ethereum is doing. Ethereum is trying to break things really fast. It has high gas fees. It doesn't give a fuck about people's opinion on that. It's just going to keep going. It's going to, it's not, it's, it, they say it's decentralized, but it's not very decentralized, right? Uh, they're going to keep releasing code at, you know, at a snail's pace. And, and that's just the way the Ethereum Foundation is. And like it or not, it's just going to keep going. And hopefully they'll, they'll release something here pretty soon. And, Right. And that's what Kusama's doing. Right. That's their canary network that that Polkadot is is building side by side. Right. And to me, that is the more interesting project. But we actually didn't cover that. And that's why I said I feel like we have to do another behind the code just on Kusama, because I feel like that's the more interesting project out of the two. Um, but Polkadot alone seems to me like. Give it a give it a couple more years. Let's see. I want to see Polkadot in a bear market. I want to see what it looked like. Do, do, do they continue to keep their head down and keep building during, you know, this this bear market here in 2023? Do, do they continue to keep building during that bear market? I want to see what happens during that time. Right. But during this bull run, they'll continuously go up. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if we see it at one hundred dollars or even over one hundred dollars by the end of the year. That's not going to be surprising. Right. Especially if you got in at five dollars in December, hundred dollars seems seems right or right about right. Right. Even maybe even two hundred dollars. That seems right about right. Um, right now it's at thirty three dollars. But me personally, will I be trying to buy some dots right now? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm stacking Bitcoin. Um, and then another thing that kind of another thing that kind of threw me off about it was. It's pretty close to security, man. Like um, ever since Ripple got tagged as a security, um, if you look at Polkadot, I don't see how you don't call us a security. Um, when, when it got launched uh, back, and I think the only reason it's not a security is because they're based in Switzerland. And I think that's the only thing that's kind of saving it. But if you, if you look back here in... Um, I don't remember the exact ICO date, but if you look back here when that happened, um, 
they literally created a foundation. They had that foundation uh, and then and then they had the team and then they rolled out the network. They used dots and then it, all of a sudden it was trading. And now they're on how many exchanges are they on now? I think they're on like five exchanges. Um, Bitfinex being one of them here in the U.S. Uh, so to me, I don't know, man. It, uh, it, it, I don't think it'll, I don't think, I don't think the SEC will go after them. But at the same time, I don't think they'll go after them in a, in a bull run like this. I don't think they would. But at the same time, it's kind of like, it, it, it definitely feels like the network hasn't been rolled out just yet. Right. Like at least with Kasama, you could say, oh, the, the network's rolled out. People are using it. It's decentralized. You know, the same way Ethereum is decentralized, <laughs> the same way Ethereum is decentralized, right? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, but you know what I mean. Uh, so it, it's it, it's decentralized with quotes. Uh, but to me, to me, it, uh, it, it still kind of functions as a security, right? The, the, the dots. But Kusama doesn't doesn't feel like that, right? Um, I don't know that that's just my take. And like I said, this is just my opinion on it. Do I think, do I think the project's actually fascinating? Like the technical aspect to it and the, the actual tech to it? Yeah, I, I really do. I was really, I was really fascinated with a lot of, of, uh, of what they're trying to do there. It, it, it sounds like Gavin really thought long and hard about how they were going to do this. Um, and quite frankly, I think, I think doing doing what he has already done and being able to create these pair threads and, and, and even introducing WebAssembly, uh, you know, kind of kind of kind of introducing that and then building for this Web3, you know, future that they're heading towards. Um, it really creates this kind of third generation um of, 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 of crypto, I guess you would call it. I don't know. Right. But it, it, it almost seems like, you know, if you have Bitcoin as being the first generation, you have Ethereum being the second generation, you can kind of look at, at Polkadot being this, uh, this third generation of what, of what crypto is. And it's really cool. The technology is really cool, uh, especially if they can pull it off, but I want to see what it looks like during the bear market. And then I'll reassess. Um, and then, we will really know if if uh, if they can really pull it off, because right now I think they're just getting started. And I honestly don't see why you would allocate towards something when they're just getting started. It's it's way too early. Um, it's way too early uh, to, to, to allocate towards, towards, towards something like this. Um, but people will. Right. Um, they, they, they just naturally will. I think there's far easier. I think there's far easier plays out there than Polkadot, but quite frankly, it's it's ranked number six. So what do I know? <laughs> you know, obviously people see value in it, but it's all future value, quite frankly, because right now, currently, you know, that 32 billion market cap, there there is no value right now in Polkadot as a project. There's none. There's more value on Kusama than there than there is on Polkadot. Now, don't get me wrong. Project leader, 
everything that they're building, the technology, yes. But all that can be ripped off. It's all open source. All that can be ripped off. And um, quite frankly, I think I think Ethereum will, will borrow a lot of that code. So we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. But that's kind of my take on Polkadot. Um, everybody was asking what I thought about it. But I, I don't think I'm going to be buying Polkadot after doing the research on it. I'm going to I'm going to hold off until after the bear until after this bull run and then look at it cuz I think even if I think even if it does run at 100 or 200 dollars um I think it'll fall back down obviously, right? During during the bear market and we'll see where it where, where it really plateaus at and if when it does we'll see where we can get in at, but even then I don't I don't know if I would start buying dots, right? Because the market might look completely different by then. But still, really interesting project. <laughs> I'm going like back and forth on it. But still, it's a really interesting project. That's not to, the value and investing is totally different. And this is why, this is exactly why I, I create different shows, right? And this is why I stick to just the tech, you know, for Thriller Insiders and Behind the Code and just stick to the tech on it. And this is where I go on Coin Talk and speculate on the price of it, because I, I I can separate those two things because they are separate. The speculation of the project and the the price tied to the currency is a different beast entirely. Is a totally different beast entirely compared to the the technology and and the people that are working on the project. I'm not devaluing that in any way. I'm not. Because that's those are real people. Those are real people working hard on it. I'm just strictly talking about the price and where the 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 underlining, you know, time that they are with that project as of right now in this date and 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 here in February, right on 2021. And I'm looking at the price right now, and I don't see the value at 32 billion. I just don't. And quite frankly, I, I, you know, a lot of ways, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway, because the last time I said this, I was right. A lot, in a lot of ways, I'm going to, I'm going to say this anyway. And the last time I said this, I was right. So just, just remember this. This reminds me of EOS in a lot of ways, polka dot, right? It reminds me of EOS in a lot of ways. And what happened to EOS? Exactly. What happened to e <laughs> what happened to EOS? Right. Um, that's what I'm trying to say. That's why I want to wait to a bear market because I want to see what happens to Polkadot in a bear market. Exactly. What happened to EOS in a bear market? Exactly. What happened to EOS in a bear market? We don't know. They just disappeared. It's a ghost chain, right? So I want to see what happens to Polkadot in, in, a, in a bear market. Does it become a ghost chain? Right. This is why. This is why when people are saying oh, I'm bullish on this, on this, uh, on the, on this, on this, on this token right now because it's going to be the next so and so. No, I've been in this space long enough to realize that whenever something is, you know, promising the future, it's better just to wait and see on it. Right. It's better just to wait and see on it because I've seen a lot of those come and go in this space. And um, 
there's been a lot of people shuffling from three to 10 <laughs> in the coin market cap, right? So that's what I'm saying. A lot of ways this reminds me of EOS, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna label it that yet because it's not fair to Polkadot. But let's see what it looks like in a bear market. But I'm not gonna invest in it right now just so I can get to $200. You know, it's just not worth it to me. I'd rather hold Bitcoin, right? Okay, with that, let's get on to the end of the show.
Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to another exciting episode of Thriller Coin Talk. If you want to listen to more premium episodes on this channel, head over to thrillerpremium.com. That's right, thrillerpremium.com. And you can actually subscribe. It's only $7 a month. What? That's right, seven buckaroos a month. $7 fiat, and you get up to three shows a week. Right? We do thriller insights, news, analysis, all sorts of crazy information to keep you up to date on all things Bitcoin and crypto. So buy Bitcoin, save the world. See you next time. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with Hark and Zalos. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Hark said likely won't come true. Bitcoin and save the world, one Satoshi at a time.